What's going on, everybody? This is episode one of On the Backburner Podcast. On this episode, we're going to learn about our host, Chef Tristan Rogers of Hollow Spirits and Chef Dominic Valenzuela of Taco 10. That's me. We're going to have an organic conversation about how we started in the industry and where we are at currently. Mr. Kid, go ahead and cue that music. This is On the Backburner with executive chefs Tristan Rogers and Dominic Valenzuela. What's up, everybody? First episode of our wonderful podcast. Well, I mean, can we say first episode? I mean, we recorded a couple. Um, on, did we, though? On the back burner. Did we, though? I don't remember. But, yes, Chef, this is the back burner. Yes. With Chef Tristan Rogers. Back like I never left. And Dominic Valenzuela. You always say my last name wrong, by the way. I say Venezuela. Yeah, see, Venezuela. That's a country, dude. It's Valenzuela. Put a little sabor in it. Valenzuela. There you go. There oh. you go. Come well, on, man. You have Spanish, man. Bro, I've man. known you for like fucking three years, and this is like the, the time you tell me now? In the podcast? In the middle of the fucking flow here? <laughs> I thought it was... Timing. I, I, I thought... Timing, oh, I was um, waiting for it. That was that... Time, that, was, that was like the perfect That was that right hook that was just waiting. <laughs> waiting to come and get you, oh, man. Fuck yeah. yourself. <laughs> Put you, put, he's on his heels, folks. He's Valenzuela. on his heels. Yes, Valenzuela. Valenzuela. Funny thing is, is I even knew I knew your sister before I knew you. I you worked did. With her at That's Suites. right. That's right. That's right. Wonderful girl. Yeah, wonderful man. girl. Uh, what? So, so let's start with that. Tell me what you know about my sister because I know who she is, and <laughs> and as I've gotten older, I've appreciated her more than I did when I was. You know, she's younger. a firecracker. She is. She's, a, but it's funny because it must run in the family. Yeah. Yeah, she's really cool. Really cool chick. Uh, yeah. When I worked there at Embassy, I was just at that time. I was just the lead, and yeah. she, uh, she was in the banquets. And man, the shit that that girl could talk. Uh, it, it, it was uh, epic. I think. Her I think and uh, her friend Jessica. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I forget her last. Jessica Galan. Yeah. 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 Oh God, those two. They were always. They were. You know, inseparable. I think we get it from our dad, man. Yeah. We get it from our dad. Our uh, my dad, my Manuel Valenzuela. He. Uh, so I started uh, just to jump right into my story. I'm gonna just push me aside. Push you aside right yeah, quick, and right. I'm gonna jump in. That's normal for you. This is our first episode, so you, you know we want you guys to get a feel for us. Um, my name is Dominic Valenzuela. I grew up here in Albuquerque. Valenzuela. Valenzuela. Sorry. My father, Manuel Valenzuela. He raised me to just be a hard worker and started me in doing construction and stuff like Ooh. that you know and so uh really got an idea of hard work at a young age mm-hmm. and he would not let up on you if you were not you know pulling your slack you know pulling the weight mm-hmm. then he would let you know you know and like hey stop pussyfooting it stop doing you know does your pussy hurt over there like <laughs> yeah, there was, yeah so i got real uh i got a good idea of like shit talking at a young age you yeah. know and that definitely helped uh, kind of callous me for the kitchen, you know, because once you enter the kitchen world, then it's uh, it's kind of all fair game, you know, and a lot, anything and everything goes, man. It's almost like a cage match, you know, WWE style, you know. Complete opposite for me. Really? Bro, I went into a kitchen completely oblivious, like, talk about fucking culture shock, dude. Like, I, <coughs> I always knew I wanted to cook, but then... You know, I started off as a dishwasher, right? And so I didn't really get a lot of the, the shit talking and all that because I was always by myself. But once this dude didn't show up for work and I have to work pizzas and never fucking touched a knife, it was fucking hell, dude. Like, it was the worst fucking shit I've ever done, dude. Like, I, I hated it. I hated it so much, but then I was like, I really want to do this. Like, it was like addicting kind of the rush and everything. Stack of pizzas burnt. Like yeah. Ten high. I, yeah, I cut the fuck out of my finger. Like, I was like, oh, I gotta do this again. GM over there having a, a heart attack. Oh, like, yeah, what bro. the fuck? Oh, Our yeah, food bro. cost is gonna be out yeah. the roof. Yeah. But I asked to come back. <laughs> I asked to come back. And, you know, my dad was different. My dad was kind of like that, you know, rule with the iron fist kind of thing, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, like... But led by example, mm-hmm. you know. So my dad didn't talk a lot of shit, but he sure as hell knew how to give me that look. Yeah. Know? Oh, for so, sure. So you know, my dad was, you know, no, no nonsense shit. You know, I'm, you know, you didn't ask why. 
You know, he tell you to do something. There was no. I th- I think I ooh, like one day and fucking got the backhand in the ooh. lips. You know. Ooh. Don't ever ooh. ask why. Got a little taste. I got the. Whoa. Got a little, I didn't get the eye out like the why. <laughs> Bow. Didn't get the follow through. Didn't, didn't that, follow that, through. Just just a quick ask why. Just a little. It's because it's a little slick. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, he he was he was strict. He was tough, but you know, he was, you know, the oldest of six kids. You know, single mom. So, you know, he was tough, but. Taught me everything I knew. You know? Oh, man. I think that's uh, it's so important to just, like, just have a figure. Have somebody that, like, because honestly, I don't, I didn't know I set this course. But, like, I feel like my dad laid the groundwork, you know, for work mm-hmm. ethic and that alone. Like, just gave me that seed. And now I took it to this level. Right. Of, to what it was. He let me, he let me play with whatever else, you know, fucking, whatever you want to do. He supported me. Right. But... As long as whatever you're gonna do, you're gonna work at it. You're gonna fucking, you're gonna be the best, right. and it, nothing comes easy. Like so, he definitely planted that seed in me and gave me the canvas to just do whatever. And I, for whatever reason, chose culinary, and I'm here. Actually, I know exactly the reason. Uh, it was the ladies, man. Yeah. It was the ladies, keeping it 100. Makes sense. I could have danced. I could swim. <laughs> we talked about that actually. <laughs> we talked about that earlier. I couldn't dance, couldn't swim, uh, couldn't sing. You know, so I was like, "Damn, man, how the hell am I gonna get yeah, a girl, man?" Complete opposite for me. Yeah, I could sing. Stud. I can dance. I could play. You could have uh, done anything that you wanted to do, and I did. I did. Imagine being, you know, in the fourth grade. Your dad's an athlete. My dad played Division One football. You know, he played at Michigan. You know, my dad also uh, was in the. Uh, he uh, played professional football, got cut, you know, for, fourth grade. You know, I'm like, Dad, he's like, you ready for football? I'm like, no, I want to dance. You know, getting that look from my dad like, what? what? <laughs> I want to dance, Dad. I want, I want to dance. Supported me, you know, danced and was the first uh, boy on the drill team in Santa Fe. We took state killed it right but they you know they didn't do it you know like most real teams do they centered me around the girls or they centered the girls around me mm. you know so like we did a lot of mc Hammer. you were the peacock i was the peacock yeah so you know i i always i was i was i wanted to go music first you know what i mean so you know my dad actually the first restaurant job i got like i said it was a dishwasher he fucking was like i fucking can't stand this job you know i had to come pick me up at like 12 a.m <laughs> to get out of bed to come and pick my ass up. He was like, why'd you fucking pick this job? Uh, you yeah, know, yeah. talked a bunch of shit. So, complete opposite with your dad. You know, he, he might have supported you. My dad was like, you need another job. Yeah. I was like, no, I fucking love this job. Like, you know, and, ah, it's, it's a fab. You know, you'll go out of it. Look at me now, Pop. <laughs> proud of me now, though. You know what I mean? Super proud of me now, but, you know, it took, it took a... He's like, man, you put me through the ringer. Yeah, first I thought you were gay. <laughs> you wanted to dance, which you said you are I'm perfectly okay with. Yeah, if you were gay, you know, <laughs> I just wanted to dance, man. You know? I just got got that itch, you know. I I, I can imagine that. Like honestly, right now at the age that I'm at now, I got that itch. Like shit, I I want to dance now. I want to take dancing classes. I want to do I wanna, it, bro. I want to dance for. I don't know what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for that time opening, you know. But I, you know, I got the lady, got the girl of my dreams. Yep. You know, I think like, cause that was always the thing. I was a solo dancer. <laughs> you know, like I just moved to my own beat. You know, I'm just doing whatever. I'm free flowing. You know, out there on the dance floor. So it was always hard during in high school to, uh, you know, to be able to dance with a girl because they were like, fuck it up. Like what are we doing? Like they like are we getting on the same page here? Am like I am I supposed to back it up? Like remember back in the day? Like am I supposed to back it into you now? Like what are we like what are we Stand doing here? Like I'm like just give me my close. space and let me work. Let me work. Feel a little poke coming through. You know the funny thing is, you said you were shy. I cannot see that. No, man, I was Nowadays. deadly shy. I was really? so shy, man, growing up. And I don't know why. Like, it wasn't... Like, I, I grew up with a lot of cousins, obviously, but I don't think that that they affected me or traumatized me enough to where I was, like, too shy to come out. It was just one of those things of, like, 
I, I use the analogy, um, you know, before of uh, jump rope, just not knowing when my time to jump was, you know, <laughs> like when to say something or when I said it, it just like said it wrong or like had a lot of spit in my mouth and just kind of like drooled a little bit. You know what I mean? Like fucking. <laughs> no, like, oh, sorry, sorry. And then just end up apologizing when you didn't do anything wrong and just have that awkward silence. Like, the funny, uh, complete opposite with me, man. I was, I loved being the center, I, even still to this day. I love being the center of attention. So, yeah, Alex over there shaking his head. I always say, you know, I tell people all the time, like, I have a love affair with the camera. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Because, hey. I don't know, I'm just, I've always been a performer. Well, you know? I've always, t- you know, it took, a, it took a while, but I've always loved myself. And But once I found it and I had that confidence and I was like. Never let it go. Mirror, mirror on the wall. <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme, I'm fine. You know, just, just fell in love with myself. And really, uh, you got, like, that's where you should start. That's when you should start using man. love, you know, into the world as, as somebody growing into the world or whatever. Is start by loving yourself How first. How can you love somebody if you truly don't love yourself? Boom. Boom. Hit it. Hit it. That's what I'm saying. You hit it. I right got four there. kids. <laughs> <laughs> so shaking his head at me. So, so where did they go from the pizza shop? You burning pizzas, you know. So the next, day, so talk about like we don't talk about that that next day. So what what got you to go to the next day? Cut finger, burnt pizzas. You know, I, it was the it was the rush. You know what I mean? And it was the I think it was the addiction to the rush. Mm. You know, a lot like they don't talk about that, you know, enough. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what, what pulls you in? I mean, you got to be a fucked up person to want to be a chef or a cook. You, you, yeah, I mean, you, you don't agree? I think we're all a little fucked up. By the way, this is this is Chef Adrian from a Happy Accidents who is a guest. I think, so my thing of the service industry has always been this: is we're the pirates of the entire working world because don't you, you think that makes you a little crazy not really i mean really? we're all a little crazy right. even normal people are fucking crazy yeah. we're not normal people right to other people but even in our own world we're normal right so like i don't think you have to be really that crazy it's just that fucking we're the pirates of this shit okay like, well then not, maybe not run shit better maybe not <laughs> crazy but sadomasochists we love pain that, uh, yeah. Yeah, see? That, 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 that a better analogy? That's a, that's a better analogy for I me. Mean, Only because, like, I live that sub-life. I love that sub-life. So, like, I get that yeah, very much. I can yeah. see that in you. We, yeah, we, <laughs> see, we see the benefits in that. Hit in me. Yeah. <laughs> Choke me. <laughs> we can't deep in it, but yeah. yeah. There's pleasure there, man. Well, I mean, think about it. Like, you know, we're, we're, we're on our feet. Yeah. You know, 16 hours a day. You know, seven days a week. We play with fire, play with knives. I mean, uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. Like honestly, I just really wouldn't. Like it's, I've tried other jobs, man. I've tried them, and I just can't. I can't do it. Like I can't sit in the office and just look around and be like, "Yep, I'm happy." Right. <laughs> like, I mean, for me, it was fashion. Like yeah. that was my love. That still is my love. Like yeah. I dress like a trash person. People are like, "What?" And then they actually. I can dress the fuck out of anybody. <laughs> but Give me like, some pointers. that 9 to 5 shit still, I, I kind of like it. <clears throat> 9 to 5. See, I, I don't found, think I could do a 9 to 5. I just couldn't. I fell in love with the numbers. Yeah? To be 100. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I've always been a math guy. And I, I love the number side of it, you know? Like, fucking nerd. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you, man. <laughs> you and Frank Holloway, bro. Frank, Frank loves numbers. No, but it's like, to for me... Uh, to be able to like plan out a hundred person catering, three proteins, two sides, all these different condiments. How much do I make? You mm-hmm. know, to keep food cost in line and stay within the budget. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of just give me this amount of money and I'll give you this. Like to make it like to make it business wise of like how am I still gonna make profit off of this? You know, <laughs> at at the end of it. You know, in the beginning, I, I gave away so much stuff. Because I was still trying to figure out those numbers, right. you know, of just like, but then use like market research, like, so what would you pay for something like this right. per person? But 
to take yeah fucking I'm, I yeah just, fucking it's definitely fucking Rain Man status just jerking dude. yourself off like yeah, other people yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah man I totally got it yeah <laughs> but it's but it's this <laughs> dynamic duo right here that like offsets both of you and like you I feel like you always need that person like if like me for I'm very chaotic right. I always need that one person that will always be like hey bitch reel, reel it in like yeah, yeah. like but that's I love that fucking sense of that. Right. Like how you're just such a numbers, like right. this yeah. gets me off. And being that, like in the service industry and in this world, we we definitely like need that because most right. of us are just like... Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, would, I mean, it's definitely like it, not the, the essence of me, but I find a huge amount of value in it, especially to where when I think about where I'm going with it. You know, mm-hmm. of what I want to do with it, mm-hmm. you know, and what I want for myself, the larger picture, the zoomed yeah. out vision of like fucking where is Dominic on his days off? What is he doing? Like, yeah. and is he still taken care of? Like right. before I, this industry can suffocate you so much to where you think that you can't do anything else. You don't have time for anything else because you're trying to get hours mm-hmm. and you're stressing so much about this. So even after you clock out of work and you're not getting paid to do all that, you're still thinking about yeah. it. And and yes, we talked about that, that that's a good thing, but sometimes, like when it's for, like if you're not putting the right intentions behind it uh, mm. to what it's for, if it's just stressing, just being like, you know, fuck this, that, oh my God, it was just so chaotic tonight. Like you're not being proactive about what you can do to be better the next right. day, then yeah, you're just swimming in that swamp of just fucking uh, terror. Of what that night was, you know, and I don't think it has to be like that. Right. I don't know. I think. I think it's a constant. It's a constant thing. So like, I always catch myself when like we're in the weeds. Always catching myself, like about how I can improve, like what I'm doing at the time. Like you know what I mean. So, you know, I'll put something out and I'll be like, all right, next time I'll do this and do this and I'll make it easier, and make it look better, blah blah blah. So I think it's you know it's not just when you clock out, but it's in the moment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that's what separates good chefs from just mediocre people, which out here there's a lot of them. Mediocre mediocrity is king. Oh, hey, God, it's fucking king. Up. It's it's so easy to get. Oh, it's gross. To, like that's what's sad is like the, like you know Adrian definitely can contest it. Just experience the value of experience yeah. of just taking a leap You've been of everywhere. faith. You know. <laughs> Taking a leap of faith and just yeah, going with just it, going. you know? And even even uh, before we started this podcast, you know, just talking about um, that, allowing the universe to do that extra for right. you, you know, sometimes. And so when we're younger and, yeah, we, you know, all we have to think about is ourselves or whatever. We don't have a clear vision of where we're trying to get. We're just mm-hmm. like, I just want to find happiness. I just right. want to find a happy place, Chasing you know? Happiness. Yeah, and so a lot of us, we, yeah, leaving... One of the best things you could do as a New Mexican youth, for sure, is to go outside in New Mexico. Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out of well, here. The they call it. And don't go to California. It's the same fucking thing. <laughs> oh, that's, what Dom, that's what Dom did. I don't think it's the same thing. Dom I'm sorry, but like, okay, so I'm going to say something fucked up. I don't really give a shit right now. <laughs> but like, every New Mexican kid wants to fucking go to California. There are other places besides California. Not just in California. Sorry, but like, go somewhere the fuck else. It all There's depends on There's an entire fucking world. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. And and I shouldn't say anything. I went to New York, so whatever. You know? But I mean, to, but you got to you got to factor in. Yeah. I mean, California. I mean, well, it's well, it's one thing. But you got to like, factor in age and where we were at that time and the, the tools, the resources that we the, the the resources that we had. You know, nowadays. No. Nowadays, there's more reasons to draw people to places like New Orleans and Alabama and and Tennessee no, and and, uh, and Kansas. I would, I, I would maybe not mainstream, but I mean, there's yeah. always those things there. But there are windows what? now open that we can see into those worlds and kind of get well, an yeah. idea of what we're into. Yeah. Now. Okay. So wait a second. I'm gonna go back to this because we're the same age. We're the same age. Right. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I agree. But like, like growing up, so like going from St. Pius to going to fucking Belen and being around all those kids, everybody just wanted to go to fucking California. I have this thing where it's just like a lot of New Mexican kids. That's what's instilled to them is your vacation is fucking Vegas and California. That's it. 
The West Coast? That's the West Coast. There are other, uh, what I'm saying is there are other places to explore besides that. And instill that in your kids that there are other different, there are two different worlds out there. Mm -hmm. But so, that's not the fucking Vegas and fucking <laughs> California. There's like, there's New York, there's fucking London. Teach your kids about the fucking world. Right. Like, honestly, that's what it boils down to. Absolutely. Teach your kids about different cultures. Right. Like, I got blessed with a mother who... Even though she's like hardcore, like from Silver City, that's her fucking jam. Mm -hmm. That's her spot. She taught us so fucking much that I tell her to this day, like, you created this. You ruined my life. <laughs> like, she exposed us to so many things. Like, I don't, I feel like a lot of New Mexican kids don't get that culture. They don't get it's that true. life. They Very don't get true. to, like, they know that one thing. Yeah, absolutely. For example, I've, I've never traveled. What? Yeah, I've I've been in New Mexico all my life. I, I I mean I've traveled, Michigan. You know we went to Canada, been to Florida, been to California, been to Vegas. You know, but I've never. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've never, never got the opportunity. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, to to see you know not just the world but even our own fucking country. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like so you know so, you know envious about how much you traveled and. You've seen so much, you know what I mean? So I gotta look at YouTube and you know, be like, oh, that looks really fucking cute. You, you know, have to take the time. You have to take the I time. I got four kids! I'm kidding, kids. I don't, I, my thing is this like, I'm you have <laughs> once a year. I don't have kids. Like, I, I'm sorry, I don't have kids. Right, like, right. dude, stay the fuck away but from no, me. But no, but see, but the, the thing too is I can't use that as an excuse. You can't excuse. use that as an excuse. You, know, you have you. to take the time. You know somebody will watch your fucking kids. Or take them with me. No, fuck that shit. <laughs> I'm saying that right. Let's be real. Fuck that shit. Sometimes you need time away from your goddamn kids. Oh heck yeah. Because yeah, my mom will me. run away from us, and I'm like, I know that I am a 37 year old lady, yeah. but I, 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 get, that. I get that. I but, get like, that. But like, take the time to fucking, even if it's two days. Mm -hmm. Take the time to fucking go somewhere. Yeah, like you really should have agree. to. You have to. Mm -hmm. You have to. And like nerd out on fucking grocery stores. Right. Well, <laughs> That's my favorite so, thing to do when yeah. I go somewhere is hit the fucking ethnic grocery store. Nice. And nerd the fuck out. But like, you're a chef. I feel like we as chefs, we have to experience. Right. Even as a bartender, I was doing this. We got to be open. You have to be right. open. Right. Yeah. You have to get out of that whole mindset of just fucking. I'm sorry. Tomato roses. Uh. <laughs> California and fucking Vegas are the end-all be-all for New Mexican right. kids. There's other shit out there. Well, see, that's the thing, too. Even, even though I've been here all my, like, you know, all my life and I've not as versely traveled, I still think that, you know, even in my cuisine, you'll see, you know, I don't fucking smother everything with red chili. You know, I'm, I'm totally, I'm like, you know, I don't... Ask Frank how long it took me to put fucking tacos on the menu. Well... So I'm just saying, like you know what I mean. There's, yeah. You know, I'm I'm still I'm still worldly. Well, that's why that's why I want to know is what so, uh, not leaving here. What culture do you attach to? What culture do you feel, uh, like pulled towards? Uh, honestly, to be completely honest, my favorite is uh, is uh, is Asian culture. Yeah. You know, and not like Asia, but like Asian. You know what I mean? Like, well, I know it's the same thing. <laughs> You're looking at me like, Bar? what the fuck? <laughs> like, Oriental. You know what I mean? Like, Japanese, Chinese. Like, you know what I mean? That that sort of thing. Vietnamese. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they... Oh, like, their culture is so amazing. Yeah. Their discipline. You know what I mean? They're respectful. Everything that they do is, like, discipline. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, that's what I love most about it. And the food is just... Oh, it's fucking amazing. What's your favorite... What's your favorite dish? Asian uh, dish? I don't know if I have a favorite, honestly. I love sushi. Yeah. Like, I love sushi, but it can't be a good fucking chicken lo mein. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, that's, and that's, you know what I mean? And that might be simple or basic, but the love and the, everything and the discipline that they do in their cuisine is just right. have phenomenal. You, have you ever done one of those uh, DNA tests? No. No? I will never give my DNA to the government. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Like, <laughs> so, so I did. So I, I did. Of I did one. Did. I did one. I were did you, one because you, I got tired of that. Uh, so in California, I got the question. I got the question so many times. I got. I got the question so many times in California. Like, what's your name? What are you? 
And where are you from? Like you look like the none Chino, of your goddamn the, business. So they call them uh, <laughs> Filipino. A, Filipino could be Chinese. Could be fucking Mexican. The Chinese Mexicans. Have you seen the? Yeah, have you yeah, seen yeah. Them? I think they're called chinos. I don't Chino. know. Ooh, I like well, that. Chino is just Spanish for Chinese. People think I'm like actually like Polynesian. People think that I'm Poly too. Yeah, yeah. 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 I can see it. That's what mixed kids get, though. I know. Mixed kids know they're mixed kids. Yeah, they're like, yeah. What the fuck are you? Yeah. Yeah. What are you, man? <laughs> they can be real with me. And then they find out. Like, I, I don't fucking know, fucking man. dude who went to fucking Albertsons and I'm shopping. This dude's like, what's your ethnicity, man? I'm like, I'm black and Hispanic. And he was like, oh, man. I thought you were, like, Polynesian. I'm like, no, nah, man. I'm black and Hispanic. So, your parents still married? Like, <laughs> I just segue into that. What the fuck, bro? Like, uh, there what? is like some sort of like, like what? okay. And it was like, <laughs> well, no, it's a pretty appropriate no, question. Not okay. What do you mean? <laughs> that is the race, most racist shit ever. <laughs> because I'm black, my dad's not in my life. Like, go fuck yourself, bro. My dad and my mom are still married. Oh, I didn't. I didn't mean anything by it. I just no, you me. did it, but no, you did. But you, but you fucking said it, bro. Like, what? I, I was like, bro, I was like, if I was, if I was. I just want to know where man, he was going to go f- after that. He didn't, there was nothing like, after what that. Was the, what was the next question? Well, like, I asked him, why, why would you ask that? Well, you know, statistically, I was like, bro, statistically. Dang, okay, okay, that's racist as fuck. That's racist st- as fuck. I was like, that's you know, st- statistically, if you want to get into statistics. <laughs> I got about a 100% chance of knocking your fucking teeth out. 67% of fathers, black fathers are in their kids' lives. There's a shorter percent. There's a smaller percentage of those that are not involved in their kids' life. Yeah. So. But the emphasis on the. Us but the emphasis on the us, us not, not because we're not married. Yeah. And, you know they oh well, you're not your dad's not in your life like no fuck you bro like my parents are still fucking married. Yeah. You know he felt bad afterwards. I was like you should. You lucky I didn't smack the fuck out of you in this yeah, fucking grocery dude. store. Smack you. Smack you know who asked me the same fucking questions? Shame. Uh, of course he did. Shane Dilly asked me the same fucking question to one of our bartenders, and I almost slapped the fuck out of him too. Dang, like, this is the most. Ri- Why is that the first thing that comes in your mind? Is your black father not being there? I'm yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna smack somebody. Damn, dude. I'm off my soapbox. Beep beep beep. Beep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I had a different way. experience. No. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so. So for me, taking taking a DNA test didn't. So what would you say? What you are? Yeah. <sighs> Without being racist. I'm light. I'm light brown sugar tone for all of you. Cannot see me. Light brown sugar. You are cinnamon tone. That's cinnamon. You are cinnamon tone. I'm light brown sugar. All right, we are dark. sugar. I'm like dark brown. Yeah, you guys are brown sugar. I'm light. I want to say Celtic because a lot of like the Celtic. Yeah, there's a lot of derivativeness. I don't know if I'm saying the right word. That came from that part of the world down to. Mexico, mm. so we have a lot of ties with the Celtic world. Ooh, okay, Celtic. What are you saying? Uh, I'm gonna say some type of Asian as well. Uh, oh, 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 I'm there, I feel like this Asian, word is going because I feel like yeah, you're leading us towards that. Yeah. So you got some kind of Asian. Okay, so it's actually I got the most back on Peruvian. Oh, okay. Peruvian. Okay. But you know what's crazy huh. is that when I went out to LA. I, that's where I learned how to do sushi. Started working at a sushi bar. That was the whole reason I moved out to LA. Uh, was back in 2004. Uh, my dad, his firefighter buddy, uh, hit him up or whatever. It was like, I heard your boy just graduated culinary school. I got a friend out in uh, LA who does sushi. Maybe I can hook you guys up. Maybe he can go out there and work for him. So my dad asked me. I was like, hell yeah. So sure enough, that's exactly the way it went down. Travis Kamiyama, he called me out there. When I work for him, uh, I'm getting to the reason why I'm Peruvian. I'm getting there, okay? Well, yeah, let's get there faster. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But that's why I hear 20-minute stories. But that's, that's, that's why I started learning sushi. And um, the funny thing is, the people that were working there, there was like a family. There was a son, a sister, and a, and a grandmother who all worked there. Oh, and a husband, too, to the grandmother. And... They look Japanese, so when I, I saw them, I immediately thought they were Japanese, but then they started speaking Spanish. 
And then I was like, wait a second, what's going on here? You know? And then so I started talking to the one that spoke English. And he was like, yeah, we're Peruvian. And that was like something to me that I, I fucking had no idea even existed. Mm-hmm. But they, you know, they look like me, you know, in the sense of, you know. Anyway, so I started working and I saw this family and, they, and they're Peruvian. I never knew Peru. I didn't know anything about Peru. But there's a huge Japanese, I come to find out there's a huge Japanese influence in Peru. You know, a lot of Japanese migrated to Peru, which is in uh, South America, to... Actually, it was around like World War II, at the end of World War II. So there's sense. a lot of influences out there from Japanese, you know? And obviously, um, you know, fucking. <laughs> fucking? <laughs> you know? You so there's it. a lot of Asian, Asian qualities, fucking. you know? And so it comes to find out, like, now I have something to tell people when they ask me, yeah. like, what... Like, what are you? And now I actually, what the funny thing was is that I really attached to this family and attached to them and the culture and the food and the flavors. And the guy, Javi, who uh, was my main guy, uh, we actually had the same birthmark on our hand. You know, we had the same uh, birthmark, beauty mark, whatever you want to call it. I call them beauty And marks. I remember back then we thought it was, it was funny and interesting. But then to have that DNA test and just kind of find out like that, you know, a lot of me comes from, you know, where they're from. Like it, it really meant. So do you want to start doing food that you are, that your background is in? Well, it just makes more sense to a lot of things that, that intrigue me. I love colors. I love bright yeah. colors. love a, a variety of colors. I love uh, hiking. I love nature. I love just beauty, all natural beauty, you know? And I feel like Peru embraces a lot of that, yeah. you know, like just kind of that free spirit type of mentality you know so why tacos tacos because tacos is a world food it is. you know and so so we didn't touch on it but um uh, i own dia de los tacos which started as a food truck out here uh just basically serving beer battered fish tacos here at the breweries and then doing a vegetarian version so we did a beer battered avocado uh, which became very popular. And then the third taco we would do off the truck was like a world-inspired taco. And so I even featured Peruvian tacos, like off the menu one day doing that truck. And, uh, just we did gave... one for the dinner, too. Yeah, we did. You know, um, Peruvian flavors, like, is definitely something that I want to share, you know. And it, uh, it's, it's just so flavorful. There's just something... Ah, there's just so much yeah there's something in a bite that just says it all you know yeah and so that to me that's peru and uh i'm just proud that like i got to find that out about myself you know and so i encourage everybody like you know like that's a mutt like us you know to to go out and just find out even if you're even if you're white you're you're caucasian whatever go out and find out just what you are and what you what what your history is a little bit you know i think it's interesting so that's what one thing that i actually want to do is like find out because i'm actually truly like a quarter black i'm a quarter choctaw and then the half of uh mexican nice um my family came from durango so i want to find out what other is in me and like take i actually want to find out what tribe i came from from africa Ooh, and like study that that's food one thing and, i would do and like sure. put it on a menu and yeah. actually do like everything every percentage of what i'm from find out the cuisine and fucking put it on a menu see, so that's, that's why a, i yeah. asked that question and i i, I totally agree with you because that's that's something that that's one one reason why i would do that too is because i want to find out which tribe we came yeah. from and you know learn more about it yeah. you know because we, we lost our history yeah you know they said bury me at sea and yep. all of our shit got buried at sea yep. and then with the whole mexican side um I don't know what you claim. Mm. I know you said Hispanic. Right. I claim Mexican because we actually came from Mexico. Mm. Yeah, we um, hail from Spain. Okay. So we came from Spain. So. But I mean, in, in that same. It's the same. Yeah. It's like we, you know, come down and you hit Mexico and then you know. Yeah. Spaniards hooked up with Mexicans and we, we lost they raped, that. Let's be real. We, yeah, they we raped. got raped. And raped. So and, let's you be know, real. and that's and that's what we and that's what we got. You know. What yeah. I mean? So, you know, it, it could be. Hispanic and well, I, I, Hispanic and Mexican because we do have the heritage down yeah. there from there too. So, so yeah, so yeah, I'm just a, we're just walking mutts, me and you. I love it. So okay with it. So you lean more towards down fine dining, like you started going mm-hmm. down that direction. Yeah. So where did where did that 
kind of bridge happened? Uh, to be completely honest with you, uh, I started working at the uh, at the Downs, um, and I never really experienced fine dining. Um, it was just something that I, I was always intrigued by, you know what I mean? So working at the Downs, I always say, like, you know, it was it was a great place for me to be because one, like you talk about, you know, find out who you are, you know what I mean, in, in, in culinary, and that's exactly what I got to do there. I got to experiment, I got to find my style, and I got to really hone in, you know, my style of cooking. So, you know, I'll always be forever grateful for that place, but I'll always fucking hate it, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Because, like, I could, I could have done so much, you know what I mean, but limitations and all that stuff there, so... <clears throat> but that's that's where I really started getting the niche. And that's not very long ago. That's like four years ago, you know? Four so, or five years ago now, so... What would you say is like... Like... Labeling yourself fine dining, like... Mm -hmm. uh, what would you say are like some of the, the key elements of that? You know? I'm not in fine dining yet. I'm like... <laughs> shocking. Fine dining to me is not what I'm doing right now. So my... <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> it's not. It's not what I'm doing. That's. That's just. It's just elevated food. Okay. Like fine dining to me, and correct me if I'm wrong. You know what I mean, um, Adrian. But fine dining to me is tasting menus. Okay. It's. You know what I mean. It's. It's. You know, sitting down and 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 the experience. It's not just. It's not just the food, but it's the ambiance. It's the. It's the service. It's the. You know what I mean? Everything that goes into it. So what we're doing right now is it's awesome, don't get me wrong, and I love it and, and it's cool because I get to experiment, I still get to do what I want. But it's not it's not fine dining. Like my definition of fine dining is like I said, it's it's tasting menus, it's elegant food, it's you know what I mean, it's foraging for stuff and playing with it and you know, changing you know, changing things up and you know, locally sourced, you know what I mean, like ingredients and and getting the opportunity to to, to play with that. So you, you know want to I mean? basically be like the Noma of New Mexico. Yes. That is my that is my goal. My goal Damn. is is to be is to be that guy. You know what I mean? And the, the funny thing about it is is New Mexico is known for the cuisine, which I think it is. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? People come here, they want to eat, but what's the first thing you think of? Green chili. That's what everybody wants to eat. There's so much more out here though. There is. You know, red currants grow out here like fucking like weeds you know what i mean like i don't know I, well, one of my favorite things to do is to take mold on salt and mix it with pine needles you know what i mean they'll just fall off in your backyard you know what i mean things like that mm. and there's so much around here that people aren't actually taking the time to look for and play with that i will right you know what i mean so when we get the opportunity to do that with like the dinners we do which you need to. We need to plan that like real soon, uh, Chef Adrian. Um, it's 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 showing people in New Mexico like, hey, there's more to fucking New Mexico than just red and green chili. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean. So. I think uh, going back to why you asked about why tacos for me mm -hmm. was that exact as as I was getting there was. Um, it's a vessel, you know, and so it's, yeah. a, it's something that people recognize. Right all the time you know or whatever and recognize what it is but if you put different ingredients in it that make sense together mm -hmm. or whatever then now you're giving them a totally different experience without right. them even knowing it and so you're, you're able to transport people to like different um you know regions mm -hmm. you know and and to different um just uh environments to where they never would have thought that they would be tasting or, or like you know I've, I've had people have my korean taco before uh, which was like a, a soy, ginger, braised pork belly with kimchi. You know, and that was their first time having kimchi or having so Korean right having Korean <laughs> having Korean flavors. You know, it was in a taco. Right. You know? And then now they crave those flavors. So then now they have something to go off of or right. whatever. So um it's I how would I like you, how you say that though? Well, like it's well, a how, vessel. Like, well yeah, how would you put it uh, to educate the New Mexican culture of the world culture that right. is out there. All this, all the other cultures that are out there. Right. You know, like we're we're very proud people here in New Mexico, but mm -hmm. it's almost proud to the point to where you it's, don't want to let anything else. You in. don't let anything else in. Right. You know, and, and I you, think that's why I said you know we talked about it before, like being the forefront of the people, like you know what I mean, like 
like, you know, step out of your fucking shell. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, you don't have to smother fucking everything all the time. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if it's not wrapped in a fucking tortilla, like, you know what I mean, here, or smothered, or like, you know, like beans and rice, and it's like, you know what I mean? Like, don't get me wrong, and people out there, before you fucking start chastising me and fucking like, you, and fucking sending me fucking email. I can see him through I the window now. born and fucking raised in New Mexico, alright? Born and raised. I fucking love the food. My grandmother taught me how to cook all of it. You know what I mean? So, I love it to death, but there's my, my, my whole thing is, is like you said, don't lock yourself in this box. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. the problem with New Mexico diners, is they have locked themselves in a box to where it's like, you know, Donna, I love you, Donna. I love you to death. But she's one of them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? She talks about tacos. Like, you know, I don't, you know, just give me fucking refried beans, lettuce, and tomato, and a little bit of cheese, and I'm fucking happy. And that's, but that's New Mexico diners. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They're stuck in this time warp. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So it's going to take someone to, you know what I mean? To jerk them out of that fucking monotony. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's or, just, or we can just, as chefs, we can just shrink down our operations to just paint for the people that appreciate the work. And we could do that, too. But why I, would you shrink down something right. of yourself that's such That's exactly what I was going to say. We could part. do that. You, could, you, like, you don't have to do that. Right. I feel like you can give that option of like that same comfort of whatever you're used to, but also offering something new and like either making them fuck each other together and create a new baby. Right. Or... Don't do it at all. Like why? It's why should we have to dumb down? Why do we have to dumb down ourselves to make you feel better? Right. That's just the thing where it's just it's like I said, it broke me at a point where it's just like there's no green chili on my menu. There really right. isn't. There's hardly. There's I one use, item of green chili on my menu. It, I use green chili powder. I don't use fresh green chili. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's just like this woman came in the other day. She's the chef at Farina, and she goes, "This is like a breath of fresh air." Holy shit. And I was like, cool. And when you guys came in and you're like, you said this to me, you're like, I'm so glad that you have green chili on your menu. But it's like, it's not that we're knocking down this. It's just like, how do you get people, besides shrinking yourself down, but how do you get people here in this city to open up their mind when there's every single restaurant in this town in one way, shape, or form is the same version of each other. And it's just like, y'all are fucking creative. I know you've done dope shit. I know you're gonna do dope shit. But I know you have to have like those staples on your menu, and it's just how do you get to that point where you're just like, I don't want to do that shit anymore. Right. Well, that's that's exactly what I was being. I didn't mean to shrink us down by limiting our menus or anything like that, but literally shrink down the amount of seats that we have in our restaurant. My dream is to have a bar, 10, 12 seats max, right. and right. just I'm cooking for these 10, 12 people. Yeah. Yeah. Two turns a night, maybe tops. Yes. Yes. But that's what my dream is, and I... I'm cooking, I'm doing whatever, and I'm cooking with, with emotion, feeling, right. no cookbooks, yeah. right. nothing yes. like that, you know? That's, but, that's the goal. Like, you know, when I, when I you know, when, when me and Frank talk about the fine dining restaurant, it's like, dude, 15 tables, maybe 20, you know what I mean? And just, and it's just me and like maybe, you know, two or three other people behind me, you know what I mean? And we're fucking just, you know what I mean? Like, we're, we're creating something, like, dynamic. You know what I mean? And the funny thing is, is, like, my idea is to take New Mexico cuisine and elevate it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Do something, do some, like, you know, when you take a bite, it looks completely different. But fuck, once you take a bite, it's like, holy shit, that's like Grandma's Pasola. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But change the game. You know what I mean? Like, but not only that, but bring something to the table that's going to, like you said, f fuck them together yeah. and create a new baby. Mm -hmm. Like, I've been talking about, I want to do menudo. Like, menudo is, like, my fucking... Right. But how can we do menudo? For people, like... So I was telling my friend, I was like, I kind of want to take it and, like, do a menudo dumpling. Because I want to keep, like, dumplings right. on my menu forever. Because, yeah. Dumplings are the shit. Dumplings are the shit. Or wontons, whatever you want to call them. I'm pretty sure I'm saying it wrong. But, like, I was telling him, I was, like, grinding it up, making it kind of, like, a nice like paste or whatever the the hominy the oh. hominy and the then the tripe as well together just taking everything out blending the like robocooping it and then putting it to make it a pate and fucking put it take the juice because that's like the broth who right. doesn't drink the fucking broth i mean i would rather have menudo over pasole because pasole is trash to me whatever 
Um, and like dipping that in, and he was just like, the consistency would be weird. People would get freaked out. And it's just like also, there's so many textures in the world that yeah. like we as chefs like love. Like right. I love cartilage. Cartilage is. We didn't fight like we didn't fight over chicken in my house. You know what we fought over? Chicken butt. Fuck it, we, we fucking fought over the cartilage. Mm. Whenever we were deboning chickens, we the little chicken tail. Oh, all that piece, shit. the fucking piece on the breastbone. Yep. Ah, yep. that's my shit. That and like hogshead cheese is a big thing. Mm. Like I want to put hogshead cheese on my menu, but people aren't gonna like they don't know what hogshead cheese is out here mm-hmm. or like sauce or like scrapple. Right. And it's just like how do you get people to enjoy those dirty bits that we as chefs right. we as bartenders we as service industry people have fucking grown to love? How do you introduce that to people and be like, well. You you know how it is? Is that you limit, that you cut out the server. Because the server is the one where it gets lost in translation. That's a good point. By putting the chef in front of the guest itself, then you can tell the story. That's actually a pretty good point. You know? That actually is a really yeah, good point. Yeah, I learned that by doing sushi. You know? And, yeah. You know, by being able to talk with the guests and talk them into, out of the California role, in here. Like, you gotta see this tuna that was yeah. just caught. Tell them the story. This was caught by a local person. Well, see, that's the thing about... What's the difference is though, like in fine dining restaurants, and I'm talking like fine dining restaurants, you're, you're, you're professional servers. Server. Yeah. They're professionals. They will fucking you know talk. I mean? They will tell you, everything. they will learn every aspect of your food. Like, you know what I mean? To the point where they almost sound as smart as the chef yep. talking about it. So that's that's the discord too. But you got a point though. Like, it is more intimate when they're sitting in front of the chef. Yeah. Right. That's, that's what I love about those high class sushi places. Because you're just sitting in front of the dude and he's fucking, you know, like the little two finger technique. Right. I love that shit. It's a, I yeah, think. Can I lick your fingers, bro? I think Is my that whole. Weird to ask? <laughs> I think my like what drew me down to this aisle is going through the trial and errors of it, or like go just going through the equation, you know, restaurant like as chefs we need money, whether we like it or not. Like we need money. I didn't come from wealth. I didn't come from this or whatever. I've been self made, you know, the whole time. My parents supported me, you know, enough to get me going. Once I'm flying, I'm I'm there. You know, I'm doing it all on my own, and so. uh Creating what I've created in a taco shop is that element to me that is going to hold me up to be able to pursue these other things without having to think about the money or the stresses that a business can bring. Because at the end of the day, a restaurant, a fine dining place, whatever it is, a Michelin star place, still a business. Yeah. You know? And let's be honest, some of the some of the Michelin star places out there, they're owned by by fucking millionaires, billionaires that are just fans of art. Yeah. And they basically just have a chef there and it doesn't matter if the place is making money or not. So that chef just has free reign to do whatever. But it's but it takes a lot more to take something that fuck, I can't afford this cut of meat. I'm going to take this cut of meat and then turn it into something delicious right. that people will still pay top dollar but for. But that's the, that's the idea. That's where you know what I mean? We're kind of saying the same thing just in different terms. Like, you know, there's a Thomas Keller dish out there that he, where he uses tripe. And um, he actually, Grant Atkins actually speaks about it in an interview, where he says, you truly get a sense of discipline and how much time it takes to prepare certain dishes. And that's something that us, the chefs, fucking thrive on, right? Mm-hmm. But that's something the guests don't see. So he talks about this whole, he talks about this whole process of, you know, Thomas Keller comes and he's like, all right, we're going to clean tripe. Took him four fucking days. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he is, you know, and he's like, he thinks it's going to be like this crazy quick process. And he's like, but Thomas Keller every day came in with him at the same time to teach him how to do this and the care that it went into. You know what I mean? So that's, in, in essence, I think that's why they're top chefs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You, you Your point, you know, all oh, they're millionaires and all this, like, oh, these, a lot of them aren't. You know what I mean? A lot of them aren't. And I think that's the difference that's the difference between the two. It's like how how are you gonna care for these ingredients? Mm. You know what I mean? Like you said, I'm gonna take the cheapest cut of meat and turn it into something absolutely amazing. Chefs do that all around the world. Mm-hmm. All around the world. And I think that's what separates us from the best. Yeah, I can fucking fly in caviar. We were talking about caviar <laughs> you mean you. But I could do that. Or I can make, because I've been thinking of a way to do fucking manudo too and how to present it differently and everything like that. <clears throat> There's ways and, and, and how you can do it, <clears throat> but it's about the ingredients that you get. 
and your technique. And that's what mm -hmm. separates us, the three that are sitting in this room, mm -hmm. from them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I love that. So. I agree. I, I don't know, it's just me. <laughs> I love I love it. You know what I mean? There's, 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 not, there's not much in this there's, room. There's so much. That's my whole kids. Well... <laughs> You know, one thing that I definitely there's one thing that I definitely learned was that you learn something more when you teach it to others. Right. You know, so I've become a better chef by having people under me now to pass work down onto. Mm -hmm. But I it still has to be to the quality that I'm known for. Mm -hmm. You know, so then having to to sit there and walk What's them through name? it What's to figure name? out the di the different ways to coach them through it, the different personalities every person has. They're all different beings you know so, so that's how my you know my chefs i'm like you know, that's my name yeah everything you put on that fucking tray or that plate that goes out in the past that's my name right you know what i mean i've worked way too hard way too fucking hard for you to fucking tarnish my name the funny you know thing I mean? is so i've never been told that by any chef but i wish some i wish there was a chef that told me that because mm -hmm. they would have made me fight more for that well think about it you know Fucking great Yelp reviews. It's not going to say, oh, <laughs> fucking Chef Christine, fucking, you know what I mean, Martinez, my yeah. sous chef. It's not going to say her name. It's going to say Chef Tristan Rogers doesn't yeah. know what the fuck he's doing. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to say, oh, fucking Michael Franks. He doesn't know how to cook a fucking burger. Yeah. No, it's going to say Chef Tristan, even though I didn't touch that fucking burger. Yeah. Yeah. Isaac you know used I mean? to say that. Isaac Toops used to say that to me. He'd be like, "Does it say Miller's Meadery on there?" Like, oh, <laughs> I can do that shit. And exactly. Like, and I was the bar manager at the time. Right. I was like, "Yeah, you're right." Right. So you see what I'm saying? So yeah. there's a yeah. That's that's how you that's how you make them fight more for you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because well, well, not only that, it teaches them. It teaches them. Uh, what's the word? What for? Their it's, part. Well, it teaches them their part, but it also teaches them quality. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You're not gonna just slap the shit on there. Finesse. You know, I always, mm -hmm. always stress finesse. Like finesse. It's gotta be pretty. Yeah. So finesse is something that you just that is the hardest thing to teach, man. I don't even know where to start to where you would teach somebody finesse because it's it's uh Especially when they're green and junior. Oh, I love junior. Such so a much. it's a feeling, it's, it's a repetition, it's repetition. I'm learning from you guys like I learn from Manny every day, like mm -hmm. yeah being on that line because he's been cooking with more than I have and like even when I would make drinks I don't like garnishes even when I do something it would look like trash at points in time but it would taste fucking delicious right. you, with your eyes and like mm -hmm. that's one thing that I'm really learning I want to learn how to plate better mm -hmm. so when I make a plate and then Manny will be like you should do it like this <laughs> and he does and I'm like you're right I don't that's know true. why I like fight with you on this <laughs> or like I will like the hush puppies so we made the hush puppies on the menu and he's like you should put a collard leaf on there and i was like i think six dishes in finally serving it and i was like all right i'm gonna try it and i just put the little simple collard leaf on there and he's like look it stays and it looks pretty and i was like cool but i also have this thing with waste and sustainability because mm -hmm. nobody's gonna eat that fucking collard leaf right. so it gets oh, thrown away I mean, and it's just like a, a it's weird for me because when you're playing something or you're doing that finesse it still has to be sustainable. It still has to make sense right. to me at that mm -hmm. point. Where you guys are at, at that, where it's like, it has to be this. And I'm like, but what about this? Like, <laughs> well, see, this garnish, are you going to eat this? Even yeah. my garnishes are, are edible. You know yeah, I mean? but you, people you don't still eat wanna, it. Yeah. You, know, you still want to make it a part of the whole thing. Like, I like to use edible flowers. People eat that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, mine makes sense. So, like, on our tortellini, you know, I put chai flowers. But it adds to the dish. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you should always you should always think about that sort of thing when you're doing like garnishes and everything like that. So but I agree. Well we're coming up on it. Are we gonna do I think we I ain't doing no damn rapid fire fucking You quick. are. You Dude. are my friend. Nobody is too good for the back burner. Uh, Forty five seconds on the clock. I live on the back burner. Bring it. Let's give it to him. You do me, I'm not gonna. Uh, I'll do you, but. Uh, I'll do I'm you. I'm gonna throw one in there for you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. I'm down. Let's go. All right, we are on the Back Burner Podcast. This is the Back Burner Moment. 45 seconds on the clock. Rapid fire go. questions. Answer them as fast as you can. Ready? Go. Uh, <laughs> what are the main ingredients of pate? Fuck. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know shit about pate. I don't know. Pate. Brack. Okay. Uh, 
What, what temperature is a perfectly cooked baked potato? <laughs> what is squishy? What is squishy? Uh, 160? What is squishy? 180. 180. What's the main ingredient in mole? Chili? No, chocolate dummy. Chocolate, okay. Uh, where is Peru? Mole. Uh, oh, fuck South you. America. No, okay. I knew that. <laughs> fuck mole. Uh, fuck mole. Fuck you. Yeah. What's your favorite oatmeal topping? Oh, that's easy. Raisins. Gross. Gross, man. Fuck you both. <laughs> <laughs> Pate. I shouted it out, man. It's uh, meat, cream, and really, and an egg, I think. Fuck oh, no, man. Just meat and cream, actually. Just meat and cream. <coughs> no ingredients or nothing. Just meat and cheese. I'm pretty sure. Meat and cream. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's wrong. I feel like that's wrong. <laughs> I don't like, even know what you're doing with this dude. He's fucking looking up the answers. Oh, we're still on right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're still on. There's still four minutes left. I'll look at pate later. <coughs> I'm pretty sure meat and cream are the main <coughs> components of any pate. Google that shit, Adrian. Google I got you. The okay. meat and the cream. Yeah. Ooh. I think you gave us a, you know, what? where are you? Where are you in the world? Where can people find you, man? Um, you can find me at Hollow Spirits. I'm on uh, First Street, just North Mountain. Um, in Albuquerque. In Albuquerque, New Mexico. What is Hollow Spirits? Hollow Spirits is a distillery. Thank you, my lovely producer. Um, it is in Albuquerque, New Mexico. He's wrong. He's wrong? Yes. Let's no, I'm not. What is it? Tell it the says taste. traditionally made with liver mixed with wine and spices and cooked down until it's spreadable texture. Um, fucker. Where are you at in the world? I'm at uh, Tramway and Candelaria, Taco 10, T A K O T E N. Uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. You know, started as a food truck, Dia de los Tacos, Taco with a K. Best tacos ever. Up, to, up, the, up the ante. And now we're a standing location, Taco 10 here in Albuquerque, Tramway and Candelaria. Uh, come out and see us. You know, Try this Taco 10 Circle of Friends. It's one of each of our 10 tacos, salsas. Why do you need friends to eat that? That's like, I'm going to that by myself. <laughs> like, what? That's what we call it. We call it the Circle of Friends. Man, where are you in the world? In my own head. Always. I'm at Happy Accidents at... 3225 Central Northeast. Beautiful. Albuquerque, New Mexico. Oh, yeah, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Sorry. Remember, we're worldly here, or, you know, I'm on this so, podcast. Uh, we're yeah. trying to get out there. We're trying to get out there, girl. Um, well, if you enjoyed the podcast, please let us know. And, uh, you know. Do the whole spells. Smash that like button. Smash that like button. Okay. Subscribe. Subscribe. <laughs> or don't subscribe and go fuck yourself. <laughs> Right? We're going to keep talking. We're going to keep drinking. Like That's guys. all we know how to do. Keeps it real, dog. Chefs out there, talk more, eat more, sleep more. Travel more. Travel more. Fuck you both. You know? Get your mental health in check as well. Yeah. That should be number one priority. Yeah, yeah for sure. Stay open-minded yes. in this industry, for one. Like, that one day the bartender's out, you're in the kitchen, hey... I'll mix a couple drinks, whatever. Just be yeah. open to new experiences, new new doors that open for you. Don't be limited, you know, like and that's good, that's the spice of life. Good mental health practices. Absolutely. Go check us out on Project Mise en Place. Well, you know, they say the definition of crazy is doing the same thing over and over again. That's the definition of insane. Yeah. It's the same thing, right? No, crazy and insane? Crazy and insane are two different things. Ah, God, you guys are so shit. smart. I'm going to go read a book. <laughs> you should. I said the last time. <laughs> Read the fucking book down. Thank you very much, everybody, for joining us here on the Back Burner. Catch our episodes. Chef Dom, Chef Tristan, Chef Adrian. Love you guys. Heard that. The kid. Take us out here. Follow us at BackburnerPC on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Recorded and produced in Albuquerque, New Mexico. On the back burner is hosted by Tristan Rogers of Hollow Spirits Distillery and Dominic Valenzuela of Taco 10. Produced by Three Birds Digital LLC. Directed by Bolek Media and Marketing. Audio engineered and edited by Mitch Pavelko. Podcast intro recorded and produced by Randy Savage. Find him at savagevo.com. Original music by Rocky Rhodes. Check out his music 
at SoundCloud. Yeah, I'm feeling myself, I'm feeling myself, I'm feeling you too. Yo, yeah. What up, queen, what it do? It's been a minute since I've seen you. I wonder what you been doing. Yeah, you probably doing what a queen do. Benny Hollins and Balenciagas when it come to you. Cupid hit your boy with a semi-auto. You went from bay to baby mama. Don't be afraid to tell me what's the matter. Huh. I pull up in a Grammy yada. I'm just a good fella.